0: Fantasy Focus. Fantasy. Fantasy. Fantasy Focus. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Focus Football. It is Friday, October 6th. I am Daniel Dobb, joined by Stefania Bell and
1: Field Yates. It's great to see you guys here today.
2: Friday, Friday, yay yay That
1: works. Yeah, great day. We got some good weather here in Connecticut. Yeah, we, we are do. cherishing these final few weeks, maybe even days, days. of good weather nice here. We're yeah. soaking it all in. I am so fired up for a little week five preview show. Me too. We are going to dive into all
0: of the injuries that we need to talk about. Stefania, you're going to make sure that we're good for our lineups. We got a Thursday Night Football
1: recap, and then yes. we are diving into our week five preview part two. So We will would- also discuss... There is a chance that by the end of the show, Uh-oh. Mike Clay and I are not friends anymore. Oh, well, yeah. There's we'll a dive high into that when that. Mike shows high up. Chance of I that. think I need the audience <laughs> to help me on this one and decide whether what Mike did is unforgivable or not. Oh, Ooh, wow. Curveball coming your way in just a little bit.
0: I love it. All right, let's dive right into the week five injury report, Stefania, because there are a lot of guys we want to make sure we talk about. Ooh, Saquon God. Barkley has been out since week two, Been dealing with an ankle. We want to know if we're going to have him in our fantasy lineups in week five. I want to have him in my fantasy lineup in week five. Are you going to give me good news on Saquon?
2: Uh, I'm a little hesitant, right, as of this morning. Mm. I mean, he's definitely moving in the right direction. Even last week, we saw some signs that maybe he was going to come back, talked about how he's been progressing faster than even what doctors expected as far as his return from that high ankle sprain. Look, we knew he was going to miss the week after because that was just too soon to come back, a Thursday night game. But then he was actually making some progress, started doing some individual work. And even this week, we were told that he was going to get into some team drills, but it sounds like he just hasn't been able to do that much. And uh, his demeanor has spoken a lot, and it just sounds like he's not quite there yet. Remember on an earlier show, I told you guys average 3.8 games missed for running backs with high ankle sprains. This is three weeks post- it might be another week.
1: Might be so. another week. Okay. We have discussed this last week. You know, Matt Breida is like a low ceiling, reasonable use, uh, I mean, reasonable option this week at running back. Um, unfortunately, with four teams on a bye, you're going to see, as, as I said yesterday on the show, like inflated rankings for players. Yep. So Breida will be like a borderline top 25, maybe closer to top 30 option if Saquon sits. If he doesn't yeah. play this week. I
2: mean, things can always change in a Friday practice. Remind yeah. people we are doing yeah. this at you know, in the morning. Saquon's tone, though, definitely did exactly. suggest that
1: he's not quite there.
2: And he's been pretty candid yeah, uh, I think so, so all well. year, so all I think right. there's a good read there.
0: Even though I want him this week as a fantasy manager, I also want him for the long haul, course, so whatever yeah. gets him healthy, you that's what the we're giants. talking about. Yes. That, that is applies what is to the next player as well, Daniel, in a major way. That's right. Cooper Cup. Stefania, we've been waiting to see if we can finally have Cooper Cup in our fantasy lineups. Week five, is this going to be the week?
2: I think so. Mm. I think everything <laughs> yeah. sounds very positive about favorite Cooper thing you yes. says. Oh, Show, Now, 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 let me just provide some context okay. because remember, this is Cooper Cup, who had an ankle injury the last time he played football. Do you know when that was?
1: Um, I'm gonna go with Linda last year. Yeah,
2: it was. I, I know. I was like, I couldn't. I thought I had written it out, but I think it was like October of 2022. Okay. So we're talking basically a year since he's played football, and he, that was when he went out with the ankle injury, ended up having the tightrope surgery, and was recovering from that. That's what we knew about, and then had a hamstring injury very early uh, in the preseason, and then had a setback right before the season began. Now, it's important to point out that that was not a fresh injury that, where the setback was. It was more that he was still experiencing tightness, still feeling something that made him apprehensive. And naturally, they did not want to push him into the start of football season knowing he's coming off a hamstring injury that's been more chronic. And so they wanted to bring him back in a very measured and progressive way. And that was the decision to go on IR. Well, he's been ramping up all this time, but there's still an acclimation to actually playing football. So I think they're getting really comfortable. And if you've watched his footwork drills, there's a video out there. I mean, he looks fantastic. I think they're comfortable with where he is to start him into football. It's not official. This is my feeling. Mm. But I would still say we, not necessarily a full load the first week. Now, he might surprise us. They will be monitoring it carefully. I can tell you that. Uh, but don't get discouraged if you feel like you see a little bit of Cooper Cup and not a ton.
1: This has shades of what we were discussing with Travis Kelsey in week one. We thought he might or he might not play. And if he did play, he might be on a pitch count. Cooper Cup on a pitch count is still good enough to crack my fantasy lineup. He's a top 20 wide receiver option this week, and as long as he gets through the game fully healthy, wouldn't surprise me if he's like wide receiver six or seven the following week.
0: All right, let's talk about Kyron Williams, Stefania. Been dealing with a hip injury. Are we going to see him here in week five?
2: Uh, Yay, Sean McVay, because Sean McVay already said he expects him to play. Love that. So we we love it. Thank you. We love coaches when they tell us these things. It was a bruised hip for Kyron Williams. If you saw, He was pretty active last Mm -hmm. week. 28 touches, by far the most he's had in his young career, and he left with a bruised hip. Like, of course, you're on the field more, more exposure. So they have rested him some, but I think that they're pretty comfortable that he's going to be ready to
0: All right. Coming out of this Rams conversation from one massive conversation to the next Jonathan Taylor, there's a chance that we could potentially see him this week, but I want to know, is it it just a chance? Are we expecting that maybe we should maybe roll with Zach Moss instead? What are are your thoughts on Jonathan Taylor? I
2: I think it's still hard to know. Like He's doing all the right things. Uh, Here's what we know, that he's back in practice, full practice participant. Wednesday was listed as full, but it was really just a walkthrough. So not only were the media not able to see him they don't do that much on that day. But Thursday was full practice and he even talked to reporters afterwards that it felt so good, you know, going into a full practice. Yes. He pointed out that it had been like over 290 days was wow. I think what he referenced since he was on the field for practice or play. Man. Remember it was an ankle injury last year. He got injured early in the season, tried to play through it, but struggled and then late in the season had a setback and then was placed on IR. So he, we really didn't see the best of Jonathan Taylor after I think week four. And he's been eager to get back out playing football. I understand that there have been other issues, but I think that eagerness to play football is there. And he, he certainly sounded like that when he was at the podium. This comes back to another acclimating to the sport, conditioning for the sport. When you have not played, you have not practiced, you haven't been in training camp ramping up for football If they bring you back, how much do they use you? And so those are the considerations. If he does come back, I think he sounds like he's ready. They feel like he's ready from a conditioning standpoint, Hmm. but is he ready to endure four quarters of football and be the lead back I'm not necessarily sure that's the case. We well, are going to talk yeah. about this. separate and
1: apart from that, there are some other right. very interesting factors that I know Stefania yep. Yep. is very mindful of as well. We'll right. dive right. into that, that a little that bit later, later the on the show.
2: Portion of the show. So yes. Stay tuned for yeah. the other portion of the show. Yep. Uh, from a health standpoint, which in this case might prove more, more
1: much more important yep. uh, with Jonathan Taylor's availability yep. or lack thereof in Week Five. I don't really love this. We're going
0: to talk about another running back here, Stefania. That's sort of been the theme right now. Just yep. so many running backs. Back this is the
2: most vulnerable position we talk about.
0: Javante Williams dealing with a quad injury. Is it that we should expect for Javante in this Broncos backfield? I
2: don't know that we're ready to say yet. You know, mm-hmm. I think Friday's practice is going to tell us quite a bit. Okay. He's been out there on the field, but in terms of what's available to be observed when they're in practice, uh, he looks like he's doing really good work and moving well. But nobody's seen him open up and really stride out and run. And the context matters, of course, for him because he's coming off a multi-ligament knee injury. We didn't expect him. I didn't expect him to necessarily be ready to go week one. He had a very uh, pretty uneventful progression mm. back into the sport and was able to go week one. His workload's been very consistent. If you look at it, you know, the number of snaps he plays, the number of times he touches the ball has been very consistent. But now with this secondary injury, I just want the Broncos to be careful with him because again, young guy, a lot of future and you just don't want him to do too much when you have another injury on top of having that knee history. So it sounds like there's possibility for him to be there. I just don't know what to expect in terms of workload if he is.
1: We'll dive more into this one on Fantasy Football Now on Sunday. Yeah. A lot of uncertainty right now, not just in terms of Javante Williams' availability, but also just how the backfield would shake out if he wasn't available. So let's right. talk about this more on Sunday morning they on Fantasy Football Jaleel Now. Yeah,
2: McLaughlin kid. Yeah, yes. McLaughlin <laughs> will play a more nice. prominent role. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah. let's, let's keep our fingers crossed that Javante is capable of playing and does that provides us the most clarity even if it is a difficult matchup against the the Jets on Sunday. Stefania so we got one more and that is my guy Amon Ross
0: St. Brown been mm. dealing with an abdomen injury yeah. should I expect him on the field in week five?
2: I know he, he can see his I mean he's you saw he, it. yeah he's in pretty good shape yes. right? yeah. Look, when you have a core injury of any kind, you worry about explosiveness, power, speed. And one of the things that he said when speaking to reporters that I thought was really encouraging was he said, you know, I hit one of my highest speeds that I have in a while. And so somebody asked him how fast. and He said, oh, I think 21. Well, 21 miles per hour, pretty darn fast. And if you're dealing with an abdominal strain recently, you could still hit 21 miles per hour. I think that's good. I think they are resting him this week hoping that he'll be available. Sounds like he will be.
1: I'm going out on a limb to say this. If he plays, you're starting a Monrasset yes. round. The Sun Guy belongs as well. to your lineup every single week.
0: Thank you so much, Stefania. Follow her on X at Stefania underscore ESPN. We love you, kid. Love you guys. All right, Field. We're going to be back with a preview, excuse me, a recap. There's a
1: football, yeah, but we first... Are.
0: Do you guys smell that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure do. It's not Mike Clay just coming into the studio. That's the scent of fresh turf and freshly cracked Dr. Pepper, which can only Mm. mean one thing. It is college football season, baby. So block off your Saturdays and swipe a sweet Dr. Pepper from the mini fridge because there's a new season of high kicks, long throws, and Fansville commercials to carry you all the way to the West Coast games. That's right. The fans are back, and this year things are heating up. We're talking more hot takes, more heartbreak, more layers of face paint. Get ready to drink in all the drama this season with the help of the most delicious college football tradition there is. Dr. Pepper one fans deserve. Fantasy.
1: All right, back here on Fantasy Focus. My name is Daniel Dopp
0: with Mike Clay and Field Jason. Guys, we're going
1: to dive into this
0: Thursday Night Football recap. Yeah, let's Let me ask it. you
1: a question, though, Daniel. Could we start for a minute on something that's related to football, but I think more important than everything we do here on Fantasy Focus? I love doing Don't like we that. often talk about how fantasy football is at its best because of the community that it creates it and the relationships do. that it not just fosters, but also mm-hmm. carries over time. I play in leagues with family. I play in leagues with college mm-hmm. buddies. I play in leagues with colleagues here. I think Mike Clay may have violated the code last night. Whoa. uh, And I'm not sure that he and I will ever recover as a result of that. Last night, I was sitting there minding my own business, you know, watching Thursday night football, you know, Mm -hmm. with two kids under the age of two. The hours between like five and seven are absolute mayhem between bath time and dinner time and all that. So I really like to settle in and relax. And here I am sitting there on the couch. My wife had already gone upstairs to watch her show. So I was all by myself and I decided, you know what? I guess I will check the fantasy football app. (laughs) <laughs> Mike Clay how'd that go in a sickening display uh-huh. I mean borderline criminal started DJ Moore against me in our dynasty
3: league. are you serious Mike I did that I made that decision it took a lot of thought a lot of process I'm ran like, the numbers and thought you know what this guy's name's DJ you can't go wrong with you that can't kind go of thing. and that was it that was the analytics on that one Start
1: unforgivable DJ. honestly dude I thought we were closer than that <laughs> Look, it was
3: him. It was him or Stephon Diggs, and I thought DJ Moore. DJ Moore is definitely wow. the guy I got to go God, with. That, that, that that's is the guy. gross Gosh. behavior. Is so again, Mike if, if
1: Mike is not back on Monday, or even <laughs> for fantasy football now on Sunday, you guys will now know the reason. Because if we can't trust each other, how can we put on a good show for you guys daily? That's a great question, Field. That's Thank a you. great question. Well, look,
3: uh, I, I actually did not start Cole Kmet. I, I went with Darren Waller yeah. over Cole Kmet, so it could have been that's what you worse. Get-
0: that was voodoo. Yeah, voodoo right there. I did start voodoo. a lot of cool command. But let's talk about DJ Moore really quickly because this yeah, was, was awesome. literally a career night for the dude. I, yeah, sorry, not sorry. I
1: mean, amazing. Forty nine fantasy fantastic. points, eight catches, two hundred thirty yards, three touchdowns. It was this close, like half of a foot away from being a fourth touchdown uh-huh. as he kind of the heel uh, got stuck on the sideline there. A monster day. And how about this? DJ Moore had forty nine fantasy points. How many fantasy points via the air do you think the rest of the uh, the Bears receivers had last oh, night? Oh, wow. Uh, I know this answer. What less than, than, I know, less than know, 49, I'll say. Yeah. yeah What's the answer? It's zero. Zero. <laughs> yeah. He was the only Bears receiver to catch a pass light Not last night was DJ Moore. It was a remarkable performance. What an alpha he was last night. Great to see. Back-to-back monster weeks from DJ Moore. And yep. maybe, just maybe, this Bears offense has kind of found its rhythm. We can talk about the matchups. Mm-hmm. I know the Broncos and the Commanders both stink on defense, but if Justin Fields' confidence will continue to build like this, Mike, we could have ourselves a... You know, a guy that you can trust every single week in DJ Moore after kind of a slow start.
3: Yeah, I'm just going to say this right now. Do you have many quarterbacks and more fantasy points than Justin Fields? I'm going season? with one. Zero.
1: Zero. 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 I mean, he obviously a, one more game. He yeah. is a yeah. game
3: up on everyone, but he is up to QB eight in yeah. fantasy points per game right yeah. now. So and per- perhaps after this weekend's maybe up a little further. So yeah, he's back on track. Uh, the good thing is the upcoming schedule in the next few weeks. Pretty oh, good. Pretty good. Yep. It looks pretty it good. Is, so yeah, I think it could keep going forward with Fields Mikey's as a starter. Week, yep. two really good games. Obviously keeps adding value with his legs are the productions coming through the air for the first time for him so, you know, maybe we jumped the gun here. Maybe, you know, because... Uh, no, I, no, you were patient. I, look, I was, I was patient with him last week because of the matchup against Denver and this week against Washington, but there was real concerns after yeah, three totally. weeks with how bad the, the offense looked. Maybe we did jump the gun. Maybe there is hope that this can be... I don't want to say hurts A.J. Brown, but honestly, D.J. Moore is going to be roughly where A.J. Brown was in fantasy points last year at this point. So wow. maybe there is some sort of, uh, you know, this Moore landing there kind of rises the tide for this offense or at least for Moore. Remember... DJ Moore is infamous for not scoring touchdowns. Yeah. And here he now is. Now all he just, does is score touchdowns. He, has, he had three in this game. He was infamous I've for scoring four. This is, uh,
1: great to see DJ Moore ball out last night. Yeah. Same for Justin Fields. Let's talk about the commanders. The Bears running backs will be part of the Monday and Tuesday show because all the players that are injured in that backfield, there will be a waiver wire ad. If I told you that Sam Howell was Blake Bortles, I would say, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Definitely>. Sam <laughs> Howell in the first half guess. had what? I think 0. 0.36 fantasy yeah. points. Yeah. He finishes with 25.42. He threw for over 300 yards in the second half. A good matchup, apparently. That Bears uh, defense is still very generous to your opposing quarterbacks. And yet, despite having 25 plus fantasy points for Sam Howell, Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson both kind of bust again last night, Mike.
3: Yeah, unreal. Uh, Five targets for Terry. Five targets, six or fewer targets in eight of his last nine games. The only exception was Philly last week. Jahan Dotson, 40 or fewer yards in every game this season, under 10 fantasy points in four or five. Just misuse of yep, their yep. of their talented receivers. I don't want to hear that. Eric enemy's coming from Kansas City, and the, they were spreading it uh, out among all these targets and featuring the tight end, which is what they're doing with Logan Thomas. He didn't have receivers like this. Correct. Once uh, Tyreek Hill left, it's not acceptable. They have to get the ball in the hands and and, and of these top receivers, and they're losing games. They're like not the winning. They're not right. productive. They're By the way, straight losses. The reason why uh, that uh, Sam Howell had all the points. A stat of the night for sure comes from Nate Yonke from PFF. Oh, he says good Nuggets. Starting with about eight minutes left in the second quarter, Washington did not call a run the rest of the game. They Stop it! Fifty-five no way. consecutive pass plays.
1: That is unbelievable. That is unheard of. And That's by the way, unreal. the the day for Brian Robinson was semi salvage because all of a sudden he became a busier yeah, pass, pass catcher, catcher than, than Terry yeah. McLaurin.
3: Career high four targets. Four for forty-eight.
1: Yeah. Uh, four for thirty-eight for Brian Robinson uh, through the air last night. So I mean good enough i suppose i mean a disappointing night but uh this commander's team has some look in the mirror moments ahead for them yeah yes, still very do. game
3: script dependent uh for robinson only 36 percent of the snaps it's been it's depend on the matchup yep. where he's been yep. this year so. no
0: two ways about it's that, that. Tough. tough not great all right we are back here with field jates mike clay and dick three week five preview part <laughs> <laughs> two Excuse every me. time <laughs> well to be fair that's my fault this time that's my fault Oh, uh, good but to this preview is brought to you by Geico. So to Geico, see all the ways that you could save. Let's dive into Jaguars and Bills, guys. This one's going to be interesting because I've been looking at this. I don't know. Yeah. And I think, I think we have a,
1: a conversation on our hands right now. We do. We have a trivia for you. There oh. are two quarterbacks that are slated to start this game. Which of those two quarterbacks has not reached 20 fantasy points in a game this season? And which of those two quarterbacks only has one multi-touchdown pass game in his past seven? The two options are Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence. You take a guess on that. What do you got?
0: I would assume Josh Allen is the good one in this. Yes. Correct. Yes. yes. Okay. So Trevor
1: Lawrence, Daniel, uh, have you held steady with your rank here on Trevor Lawrence? I did. So talk me into Trevor Lawrence oh, I have him Ready
3: way up. down in my ranks. Me this too. Time. I'm 18th. Where do you have him? I have Trevor
0: Lawrence at 12. Okay. And, and part of that is because of the, the fact 20. I've got him ahead of Joe Burrow. I yeah. got him ahead of Daniel Jones. I got him ahead of a bunch of other running or quarterbacks that you could maybe say, "Hey, I'd rather start him over this guy." I just don't have the same confidence in those guys. So for me, I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence in his situation. Bills lost their cornerback Davis Light last week, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to, hopefully, we're going to also get Zay Jones back. I would love mm-hmm. to be able to have another pass catcher mm-hmm. for him in this offense because he's been without Zay Jones for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And this team has been dropping the ball. They have not been helping Trevor out from that perspective. That one of the most drops in the NFL for this team. So if I think that the Bills are going to be up, I'm just hoping that this game script is going to be what it is that I think that Trevor Lawrence can be. I know that it's been bad, but a lot of this for me is just as much because I don't want to trust Joe Burrow or Daniel Jones or a couple of those quarterbacks that are in that mid tier
1: range over him. So a little bit of a gut call here for me, but, but I like, I like, I like him to get back on track against Buffalo. I'm about to channel my inner league horso. you make some great points. I disagree. Yeah. I love it. right? That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> I've got him as quarterback 20. No, it just, it's been a rough go of it for seven straight games it's for Trevor hard. Lawrence right now. This Bill's defense, even last year without Tredavious White for much of the season, I don't know how they do it, but they consistently shut down opposing passing offenses. They're going to get Von Miller back this week as well. That could make things even more difficult for a bad Jaguars offensive line who is scheduled to get Cam Robinson back for Sunday morning's mm-hmm. game as well. So I've got his quarterback 20. The best way to solve this to board bet this sucker right I, here. This is yeah. how we
0: always solve it. You know, Mike has been projecting that this is going to happen for Justin Fields. I'm going to start doing this for all the Trevor Lawrence managers. Oh, interesting. Okay. I would need to yeah. unlock it for everyone.
3: This is bold. I'll just throw in that uh, they are they do have the fifth lowest offensive VP in the league. Maybe playing overseas will help their cause. It's like a home game for Jacksonville. It yeah. used to be in over it. there. It. But, Mike, uh, the
1: analytics guy grasping for the overseas straw. I yeah, love may,
3: it. Maybe, but I mean, I have a benched too. I'm at yeah. QB 18, uh, I'm not. I'm not... With you on this one, by the way. How many fantasy points did Sam Howell have last night? 25.
1: 25, 25.
3: 20. The Bills have allowed 30 this whole season. That's the hilarious. quarterbacks, they are yeah. ridiculous. They're shutting them. that down first in sacks and picks, only three touchdowns allowed. I can't, like, I, uh, I have Lawrence on a one or two dynasty teams. So I'm not starting him. No right, how do right you
1: now. want to split this field? Uh, so do you have his quarterback 20? I'm sorry, I have his quarterback 20. you have quarterback 12? If he's a top 16 quarterback, 15 and above, it's you. 17 and below, it's me. 16, 16 it's, it's Mike. Mike. Yeah. yeah. That's great. okay. <laughs> I like the way you're we yeah. uh, I say Trevor Lawrence is not a top 16 quarterback in week five. I say Trevor Lawrence is a top 16 quarterback in week five. Put it on, it on the board. board. Put it on the board. I was kind of yeah. wondering if Mike would say, I say Trevor Lawrence is I quarterback 16. Exactly. But I have him 18,
0: so well, I can't yeah. say that. Let's talk about this, though, because Trevor Lawrence pass catchers have not been consistent. We thought Calvin Ridley was going to be the guy. In week one, we saw it. But has there been a changing of the guard because it hasn't been the Calvin Ridley show? Christian Kirk hasn't gone away, although Christian Kirk hasn't also been what he was last year. So how are you looking at these pass catchers in Jacksonville? Yeah, I think
3: they need to get more creative to get Ridley the ball. I mean, some of the times it's it's been the fact that he's been shadowed. Like last week, they're like, all right, AJ Terrell is going to follow him around mm -hmm. the field. We'll just get Kirk involved. So that's what happened. Uh, they have to find ways to get to him because his targets are going the wrong way. 11 in week one to seven, in week two to seven to two. Yep. Last week, 40 or fewer yards in three straight. Yep. He still playing most of the snaps. He scored in two of four games. Uh, But it's, again, even without White, this is still a tough matchup against a really good Bills defense. So um, I have him 23rd. I have a slight edge over Christian Kirk. Zay Jones, it sounds like he is going to play in this game. I'm still going to lean towards Kirk over Zay Jones this week. I'll start him. He's just played too well the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I wonder if, like, the fact that most of Christian Kirk's production has come without Zay Jones Mm -hmm. means that if Zay Jones returns, it's going to mean bad things for Christian Kirk, or if these past couple, let's call it two and a half weeks have been a reminder. Oh, wait, he's really freaking good. Good. Let's just Keep him as a staple of our offense. Mike said it already, but 110 total receiving yards for Calvin Ridley over the past three weeks. I've got him as wide receiver 26. So I actually have it flipped. Mike okay. has Kirk mm-hmm. three spots behind Calvin Ridley. I have Ridley three spots hot behind uh, Christian Kirk. I will
3: say it does help that whites not there because he probably would have shadowed Ridley yeah. in this game. it yeah, so yeah, totally helps yep. his cause a little bit. Hoping yep.
1: that this is a chance for him and, to and get And by the back way, Christian track.
3: Kirk will be in the slot. The best corner for the Bills now is uh, Teron Johnson in the slot and he'll be up yeah. against Kirk. Yeah. So, they're uh, going to need uh They're
1: going to need their first round pick a year ago, Kyrie Elam, to step up on a major yeah, way now. Need it? I don't yeah, know. He's if been he's a healthy. Scratch. Too, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, for Jackson, a team that's Christian so Benford. good, it's kind of amazing that they were able to get by with yeah. a basically first round whiff Could last year. Could have
3: been Von Miller though. He
1: sw- yeah he said 96%
3: chance 94.5% uh, 94. Oh,
1: 94 okay yeah. I gave him too much maybe it's up now a little higher I think it's, it's, it's it. no he said he himself he was like 94.5% oh, wow, chance okay. I play that was okay. yesterday
3: though he just texted me
1: so. Oh, it's oh wow. it was actually wow. like 12 minutes ago yeah thanks. that's yeah. amazing well <laughs> one minute ago I got the text so. wow well go go you and DJ Moore can just go talk about <laughs> it amongst yourselves
0: <laughs> guys let's talk Bengals and Cardinals yeah baby do you think for the Bengals, this is a bounce-back week for Burrow against the Arizona Cardinals? Do you get that alliteration?
1: You get? Is this the last last straw for Joe Burrow? No, last it, week was the last straw for Joe Burrow. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I'm
3: sticking with him one more week. I'm okay, This is the last, last straw. Defense. It is for me,
1: yeah. 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 So Mike is manifesting this for us. Here's the scary part for Joe Burrow. It's not the matchup. The matchup is a very good one. The scary part is that of the 36 qualified quarterbacks in yards per attempt this season, he's 32
3: fifth. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think he's ahead of only Dorian Thompson Robinson uh and While there are many things the Bengals did really well during Joe Burrow's first three seasons in the NFL, they were an electric downfield team as well, and they could turn these intermediate plays into much bigger plays. So you have Joe Burrow, who's been struggling, likely without T. Higgins this week, as he is very questionable with that ribs injury. I've got him as quarterback 10. There's no player I'm more nervous about this week in fantasy than Joe Burrow. Could he have a big day? He sure could. But are there better options potentially that you could stream? There also might
3: be. Yeah, if you have a similar option, I have no issues benching him this week. There's Just no off, issue baby. at all. Uh, you know, the nice thing is the matchup is positive. It's on the road, but Cardinals' seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks, 14-plus in every game so far this season. It includes 21-plus to Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy. So I feel like if those guys could get there, I wow. mean, Purdy, look, Purdy's playing very well, don't get me wrong. Very but safe floor. Doesn't run Great much, streaming. right? It's yeah. hard for him to generate Huge fantasy point total. So uh, for those guys to hit 20, I think Burrow can get there as well. So I'm giving him another week in the Even
0: matchup. though I am, I don't want to say out, I am his quarterback 13, but there's a reason why, you know, that I, I don't trust him this week after what we saw against the Titans last yeah. week. Yeah. I'm, I am, though, in spite of that, still absolutely trusting Jamar Chase. This is one of those situations where it's not, I'm not going to get cute. I don't care about the quarterback situation. The kid is too good. I'm putting mm-hmm. him in my starting lineup. He's a locket, set it, forget it, wide receiver one.
1: He also yeah. swore on Monday. Did he? Maybe that was Sunday. Something about I'm, I'm, oh, he's, I'm he's wide bleeping open. open.
0: Always open. That yeah. tends
1: to correlate with increased fantasy points yeah. the following yeah. week. Yeah. So, uh, and Zach Taylor apparently loved the speech from, from Jamar Chase. He was like, I, I love your passion, so maybe they do manifest touches. I got to say this. In a team that's struggling as much as the Bengals are, and they, this is a must-win against a 1-3 mm-hmm. Cardinals team. They are 1-3. They are also 1-3. Yeah. Yeah. Is that at some point you got to say to yourself, and I think the bears have had somewhat of a little bit of the situation over the past couple of weeks, not entirely, but somewhat what works really well for us. And for Cincinnati, I don't know if the vertical passing game is going to work because of Joe's health, but I do think finding ways for number one, to touch the football should be a big part of the offense. Would not surprise me if Jamar Chase is targeted heavily.
3: Yeah, fifteen target yeah, game. Yeah.
1: without T. Higgins on board, do you have Tyler Boyd as a usable wide receiver this week? I have week?
3: him thirty first. I will say this: last year he didn't make the leap as much as we hoped Correct. when yeah. T. Higgins was out. Uh, he jumped from four point eight to five point seven targets per game when either T. or Chase was out of the lineup. So that was a little disappointing. Uh, also, Arizona's done decent, better <laughs> than expected against wide receivers so far. So not a must start. Won't call him a lineup lock, but definitely a flex option.
0: I actually don't mind Joe Mixon here because the Cardinals have given up so many fantasy points to running backs, but I do want to say that like, Part of that was Christian McCaffrey scoring 50 on him, but they did That'll give up it. a ton of fantasy points to Saquon Barkley. They gave up, I think, over 25 fantasy points to the Cowboys running back. So this is a chance where if Joe Burrow can't go out there and sling it, I think Joe Mixon actually could get some nice run here if they're able to get some positive green game yeah, script.
3: They, they, the Bengals were super pass-heavy last season, and they're still super pass-heavy game script aside. Yeah. So I wonder if they'll try to balance it out a little bit, because if if Burrow really isn't fully healthy, then maybe use Mixon a little more. And he's he- not like, we see that he's not fully healthy.
1: Yeah, so why not give him a so Yeah. Passive, it's yeah. funny. The, the offensive line issues seem to be rearing themselves once again in Cincinnati as well. Yep. These, these things kind of all, I don't know that it's like, I think Joe's calf is the most prominent issue. This team is facing right now on offense. Yeah. I kind of feel like though, when you aggregate all these various ailments they have right now, it just results in an offense that over the past two weeks has zero passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow with zero passing touchdowns in back-to-back games. You would never expect that. He's averaging under him, seven man. fantasy points per game. Yeah, He's like Sam Howell last night. It's yeah. Joe Burrow for the full season. And Joe's been a strong starter, by the way, in his first four games of each of his first three seasons. He's averaging 19.5 fantasy points per game. This is not like a notorious slow start for a full four games. They've had slow starts in week Week one one. and then picks back up in a hurry. This is just borderline depressing for the Bengals' offense right now. So uh, let's hope they get their... Uh, their offense going because if not then uh, i think there are a lot of drafts that are going to be looking like uh i mean that could be a first round whiff if they don't get things going on jamar chase. Yeah, i think
3: the bengal's offense probably the biggest shocker in the league this year so yes. far, right? I don't oh, think there's anything yeah. even close to it. Totally. Yeah, it's Well, just unreal. I, well, hold on.
0: Maybe let's 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 take that because i think that The Jets are just as big of a shocker. Both of these, and that's what we're dealing with with Burrow. Both of these quarterbacks, we had high expectations in. Both of them are hurt, and now this offense is not playing. I guess so.
3: I mean, I still feel like the the Jets, I didn't even have the Jets in the playoffs. Like, they were a wild card contender. The Bengals, though, were like right there. Like, that was a team. I guess some people thought the Jets would make a Super Bowl run, but I feel like the Bengals were just an established powerhouse team, and they're not. Arizona They're being not.
1: scrappy might be one of the bigger surprises yeah. too, to be honest with you, the, the yeah, Cardinals right. Dudes, who
0: continue to play well. I was going to say like Josh Dobbs is just the epitome of scrappy. It feels like this guy came in. None of us gave him any credit or a shot to be a usable fantasy quarterback. Nope. And we talked about it earlier this week, weeks, the last three weeks, Josh Dobbs is quarterback five in fantasy points. So here against the Bengals, are you using them? Can you use him as a streamer or as a starter this week?
1: I'll talk about him a whole lot more later on in the Mm -hmm. show, but you can definitely use him, and he is the fourth. He has the fourth most rushing yards amongst quarterbacks this season. You have the rest of the show to guess number three. You can probably guess one and two. Think about some of the elite runners amongst quarterbacks. Mm. You got to guess who's number one. Okay, that's easy. Yeah, number two is it Hurts. I would say not Hurts, but uh, oh, no. he's, he's, like, like, yeah, he's lower. He's, he's lower than maybe think, maybe but. Justin Fields after last night. But yeah, D- Daniel Jones is number two. Oh, sure, that makes Stew sense. Stew on this for the rest of the show for okay. number three. Hint: It's not Jalen Hurts. I'll tell you who it is at the end of the I can't show. Wait to find out why. It's, why it's
0: Matthew Stafford uh <laughs> anybody else <laughs> anyone tuned. else from these cardinals that you really
1: feel comfortable starting like i think hollywood just, brown has thank been fantastic. You, thank you james connor yeah. third highest rusher in the nfl so far yeah but remember you're, you're the, just... the tag i kept using in the preseason he's the unsexy rb2 yes no maybe the answer is usually like legit awesome rb2 guy continues to run his mm-hmm. tail off one of the most like just what a respected player james connor is like that guy just runs his tail off he's tough as nails. Like. That guy, I take 22 James Connors. I feel pretty good, but my chances on yeah. a Sunday, you and me, no doubt yep.
3: just continually underrated. He's, he always yeah. misses a couple games, but you know, that's we not, can so that keeps, not so yeah. far this season. Not so far. Let's
1: hope he stays healthy. I would love
0: it. If we could get you a too. full season of James Conner, that'd be incredible. All right. Back here on fantasy focus field jates, Mike yep. Clay and Daniel Dobb guys. Yeah. We are getting through our week five preview part two. Let's dive into the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts field. We heard from Stefania mm. earlier in the show. I want to ask you this question. As a Zach Moss manager, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that Jonathan Taylor doesn't play this Correct. week. As you a are. Jonathan Taylor manager, I want to see You're Jonathan Taylor. You're hoping that Zach Taylor. Moss does not play this <laughs> year. Right, exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah. I want to if break this down for both sides because there's fantasy value on both sides of this running back. So room.
1: let's just have the conversation if Jonathan Taylor doesn't play and then we'll do the if Jonathan Taylor does Perfect. play. My sense right now is that he will not play. Uh, Adam Schefter has been on this. He has been saying that absent a new contract or a trade to somewhere else, you know, there's still a real chance that Jonathan Taylor will not play. If you watch his press conference with the local media yesterday, which I had to do, had a chance to do after the show. He is not saying the things that guarantee he will be on the field this Sunday. Yep. So I am expecting Jonathan Taylor to not play on Sunday against the Titans. Ooh. Zach Moss's value takes a bit of a dip because of the matchup. Titans. They're playing the Titans. He'd be yep. more like running back 25 to 30 for me than he really? is. Moss Moss. Yeah. I guess wow, the they're so good on defense. Yeah, they are. I mean, his work He's the charts, points right? per Game.
3: He t- touches and he missed a yeah. week too. So, um, so I, yeah, it probably I, won't be that low, but yeah, yeah it'll probably
1: you. be more like, uh, I put it this way, like call a flex as opposed to an RB two this week. Um, But if Jonathan Taylor does play, then I think my answer is, like, just play him, right? Like, just play Jonathan Taylor. Just play him. I I would not play Zach Moss, and I would play Jonathan Taylor. Yes. Like, there's so many uncertainties that absent Sunday morning reporting from Schefter saying, hey, Jonathan Taylor is going to get between 15 and 20 touches, that I'm just going to play him. Roll the dice. It's Jonathan freaking Taylor. Yeah. Play him. That's that's I'm my calculus. That. Yeah, I wrote
3: the same thing in the playbook, which is, which is unless there's a report that he will be severely limited, he should yeah. probably be probably be in lineups. Uh, but you're right. If they both if they're both active for this game, it's going to be tough against Tennessee. To your point, because yep. if they split it right down the middle, which is possible, in Taylor's first game back, it's going to be tricky. So, I don't think he's a lineup lock necessarily, but it really depends on your options. And honestly, you probably drafted him in a spot where. You probably might not, not load it at running back. You've yeah. probably been holding down the four. Hopefully you had oh, Zach Moss, yeah. but you probably want to plug him in there. So I have him on a couple teams. I'll probably be firing him up. Yeah. Again, my, my, ghosts, my Friday
1: forecast is he will not play. My hope is that we'll find out later today. Uh, a new thing this year the NFL is doing is that players that are off of PUP or IR, but have not yet been activated to the 53 man roster. You have to say how much they practiced even when they're not in the 53-man 53 53 man roster yet. So by the end of the day today, the Colts are going to have to say what Jonathan Taylor's status mm, is for okay. Sunday. So we'll have perhaps a touch of clarity there, and then it wouldn't surprise me if we get extensive reporting on Jonathan Taylor Sunday morning from the National Insiders. Yeah, yeah. to
3: be clear, we're not... If Taylor's active, we're not starting Moss. It's going to be pretty yep, tough. Out, yeah. out, yep.
1: yep. Do the Rich just keep getting richer with Anthony Richardson?
0: And I feel like we've had this conversation a couple times now. Yeah, what like, does if that you, mean?
3: If you do the rich keep
0: getting richer? I think it was a play on his
1: name, Richardson. Richardson. Rich get richer.
0: Yeah, so the reason why is because if you drafted Anthony Richardson, if you listen to the podcast like, I don't know, earlier this week or last week, Field has been talking about, if you drafted Anthony Richardson, you may have done so when you also drafted, I don't know, a Jalen Hurts or a Josh Allen and someone that you wanted to have. Now you've got two quarterbacks that are both very usable starters. I have seen so many trades in my fantasy leagues with Anthony Richardson getting moved. We just had one with DJ Moore and Anthony Richardson getting moved and I feel like this is a situation where if you have Anthony Richardson, you can start him with confidence. And if you have another quarterback on your roster, you can look at making a move to be able to help your starting lineup. We've been saying this for a while field. I don't think a whole lot has changed.
1: No, it hasn't. This is the quandary that I am legitimately facing myself. And like, I know that it's our job in these seats to give the masses advice, but like, I would genuinely wonder for those out there that are listening. If the proposition was you have a Mahomes and a Richardson, a Herbert and a Richardson. Would you be more inclined to trade Anthony Richardson for a legitimate starter, either wide receiver mm-hmm. or running back? Or would you be more inclined to trade Herbert slash Mahomes for what I believe would end up being a higher caliber player because yeah, yeah. of the pedigree and the name value of both Mahomes and Justin Herbert? Herbert, by the way, has been the highest scoring quarterback in fantasy this year. Mahomes is the best player on the planet. I don't know. I'm facing that dilemma right now. I have not yet made a Richardson move where I have traded he or the starter in front of him. But every week that goes by and he keeps bawling out, I keep thinking to myself, somebody has to be quarterback needy and they should be calling me right now with a legitimate offer.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I think I'd probably hold on to the more established star. Like, for example, you mentioned Herbert. He's QB1 in fantasy points per game. Richardson is... QB two in point in fantasy points per game right now, so you're sitting in a good spot if you're there. I think it'd That's be more of, rich got richer. My I God. gotcha, how that I you, gotcha. But I would be yeah, certainly trying to trade one. I'd see what you can get though. If you're not getting enough for Richardson, just hold tight because he's going to keep running the ball. And he's played what two two full games. He has 200 plus passing yards in both of those games as well. Yep.
1: Let me ask so you guys a he's question. Been, he's been really good. Let me know. Like I'm gonna am look at our weekly rankings and you tell me if this is enough and I'll do wide receivers because running backs are so hard it's to tough. find right yeah, now. The
3: but the answer is no to all yeah, running. Back.
1: If you have Anthony Richardson. Someone offered you Mike Evans. Would you take it? I would. Yeah, yeah, I would take Evans. Would DK do, Metcalf. I mean, assuming, you, assuming,
3: at, assuming Richardson's at. not your best quarterback. Yeah. So, in the scenario in which QB. you have yes, the Herbert, yes. Mahomes,
1: Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So,
0: when you Mike that, Evans. Oh, sorry. You think that Mike Evans' this production
3: is going to continue rest of season? If I you're think you're he, we're going to rank him as a fringe QB one off the okay. buy. Yeah. All right. Or, I'll just or, start names number some number names here.
1: Some names. Mike Evans. You take? Yes. Mark Cooper.
3: I don't think I take mark Cooper. So it's got to be higher than that. DK Metcalf. Yeah, I'd do Metcalf.
1: Nico Collins, Nico's interesting. Nico's d- maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe. I mean, just, again, he's taking your second the temperature quarterback.
3: Like, wow. if you're getting, I feel like if you're getting a starter, I'm just kind of underwhelmed by Cooper so far. That's why, and I'm, I'm a little lower on him. But like fair enough, maybe, yeah. maybe. though, I would not make maybe. that
1: call. Jalen Waddle,
3: yeah. I would yes. definitely do Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle.
1: Yeah. Okay, um, Michael Pittman Jr.
3: Yes. Yep. Uh, oh.
1: Adam <laughs> uh, D. Hop, that's too low, right? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, do I don't. D-hop. Think okay. I just wanted to sort of peg the sweet spot for people that if they are in the same situation that I'm in right now. Uh, or I'm sure many are in this situation. They have Anthony Richardson and somebody else. Like that's kind of where you should be targeting. It's going to depend on league size, obviously, right? Like the deeper the league is probably the less expendable players there are to trade Anthony Richardson for. Yeah. But I think it's something to consider right now.
3: Yeah. I'm with you. I think that why the answer to like Cooper I'll put it this way. If you had Amari Cooper and he was a starter and someone offered you Richardson for him, you would say no to that because you're starting Cooper and you already have Herbert, right? So you kind of have to put yourself in those kind of shoes. But at the same time, I think you could get more than Cooper in a trade. So that's why the answer is no. You just aim higher for one of the players. The fact that we're having that conversation uh, and wondering about guys like Pittman should be, you know, that's your range. That's what you want to go for.
0: There we go. In our league, in our show league, Mm -hmm. JB Brubaker from August Burns Red Metalcore Fantasy traded Rasheed Rice, Debo Samuel, and Patrick Mahomes. Two Griffey Cakes, a cousin, for Cam Akers, DJ Moore, and Jalen Hurts. Wow, so like that's a heck of a trade. Was there's that a our, lot of names focus in there. draft. Yes, yes. yes. that's in oh, our focus, our focus yeah.
3: league. But also, there's a Richardson trade there, right? With uh, that was, was Richardson for
1: one for Tank Dell and somebody else. Right, there was someone else with that? Hold on, I got Was try Tank Dell and, and Richardson Fields for Oh, Yeah, that there was uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so by the way, good. Uh, I mean, you're talking
0: about Patrick Mahomes as a part of that. You know, just like any anybody can be traded in fantasy. This is totally. But
1: that was also like that. That my my first read on that trade was like that feels like shuffling the deck a little bit and then i talked to griffey and he was like i just found the only person who likes to trade as much as i do and it's jb and it's jb <laughs> he's yeah like, he's a great guy <laughs> right, he one, loves trading yeah he just loves it right because you're like jalen hurts patrick Mahomes, pretty much the same the running backs you mentioned were like pretty much the same the wide receivers it's like all right whatever all right, let's give it a mm-hmm. shot yeah i mean it's fun let's i think this stuff is fun this is the closest we'll get to ever executing a trade so like fun. an actual gm in the nfl right yep
0: uh, i'm going to talk about michael pittman a little bit later on in the show but i do like me some michael pittman we'll save that though Let's talk Giants and Dolphins. Here, do it, guys. Are you going to trust Tua Tungavailoa here in week five? Yep. He's had two good weeks. Yep. Two kind of, I think you called it meh, meh. weeks. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting under, him yeah. here
3: as a starter in week five. You're doing the same, Mike. Yeah, I call him worse than meh. Under 14 points in both games. So he didn't feel great if you started him for sure. Uh, but he's still sixth in fantasy points because of the two big games. And what do they have in common? Big games and good matchups. Poor games and tough yep. matchups. Yep. Uh, he's a great one. He's going up against the New York Giants. Uh, mid-pack on paper. Uh, in terms of fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, but you can't tell fifth, fifth fewest uh, pass attempts face so far, yeah. zero interceptions, only four sacks. They allowed twenty plus points to Dobbs and Purdy so far this season. Yeah. Wow, it's, this is a good matchup yeah, for Tua Tunga sure Biola. Is. Uh, he's not going to have anything with his legs. That's always been kind of what limits his ceiling. Yeah. But in this matchup, he can certainly go for two, three touchdowns, three hundred plus yards. Uh, I like him. More
1: to come on this on Monday, probably Tuesday, maybe even Wednesday of next week, but the dolphins have traded for chase Claypool. Mm -hmm. So a team that obviously has plenty of horsepower in the wide receiver room adds a player in chase Claypool who once had 10 receiving touchdowns and a four game span as a rookie major question marks about Claypool, obviously, Uh, but you know, a worthwhile flyer for Miami. yeah,
3: it's an interesting one for sure. I won't get too into the weeds, but potentially could be the three there. They have Braxton Marius. He has experience in the slot and outside. So he can be utilized Look, if he comes along well and he gets worked into this offense and there's an injury to Waddle or Tyreek, and remember, they don't really use the tight ends a lot. Sure. They, there's a path here to potentially get on the flex radar, but not a not a must roster right now. You it's going to take a while.
0: Ten touchdowns in a four-week span as a rookie? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So hey, that's Harry, what, this four is in one game four, at one four, point. Yeah, this remember. is yeah. what... Christian Watson's going to be coming two years. Then wow. that's what this is, Mike. Well, where's he getting traded to? We'll see yeah. this week. Let's find out. Oh, I, I actually feel Watson? like J- Jalen Waddle is a great buy low candidate. Check out the score report this week coming out on the YouTube like uh, NFL and ESPN YouTube channel because he's not been getting volume. And I love Jalen Waddle as a guy you could potentially YouTube.com
1: slash ESPN uh, NFL
0: and let's talk about these running backs yeah. because yeah. it feels like Devon Achan. Even yeah. though it's only been two weeks, guys, how do you not put this kid in your starting lineup? There's how many yards per size. carry is
1: he averaging? 106. and six. Six. 11.4.
0: What? Shut Devon
1: up. Devon H. 11.4 yards per carry. That's a, that's a D3 that, college yeah. staff. That's that, not an that, NFL that, Derek Henry in high school staff. That's, that's not is. real. <laughs> um, it is not sustainable. I know Mike would tell me it's not sustainable. <laughs> but, no, like but I'm 30 30. still playing him. I've got him as a top 10 play this week played 60% of the snaps last week. Now, obviously, the team was down, so it's a bit of a different circumstance, but it was the first time he has outsnapped Raheem Mostert, so it seems like things are trending more and more in the favor of the Vaughn H. And by the way, Jeff Wilson Jr. has not yet been designated yep. to return to practice, yeah. so we're probably at least a week away from Jeff Wilson Jr. playing. Still two guys in the backfield that matter the most to Miami.
3: Isn't that funny? Yeah, that works. Uh, when Jeff Wilson went on IR, the story was like, back oh yeah, week he's five. fine, he'll be back in week five, but suddenly they don't have a need there, so they're going to yep. let
1: him uh, rest
3: up a little longer. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like he'll be back. this week. good news, H. Han. I don't think it really moves the needle for a lot, maybe a little bit, but makes Raheem Mostert a more palatable. RB two with yep. Jeff Wilson not active. Yep,
0: yeah. agreed. We talked about Saquon Barkley in the Stefania segment field. If he doesn't go this week, where are you going to have Matt Breida in your range?
1: He'll be. I, I think I've used this term probably a little bit too liberally so far today, but I will just call it a flex as opposed to RB twenty-five to thirty. Right. The, the upside is tapped for Matt Breida, but uh, if game script is what I think it will be. Maybe he has four or five catches that gets him to twelve or fourteen fantasy mm-hmm. points. Yep,
3: yep. I think that's totally fair. And uh, yeah, we'll see on Barkley. Obviously, I'm skeptical right now. Yeah, if he goes, we're starting him. If yep. if not, yeah, I'm with you. Breed is a flex, and I hope that he goes
0: as a Saquon Barkley manager. I really want to use him, but only if he's fully healthy. Like I said, I don't yeah. want this to linger deeper on into the season. I totally
3: agree. We're gonna be
0: careful there. All right. And we're going to keep this train rolling. Talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Minnesota Vikings. Guys, let's look at We got a couple of rookie wide receivers here. Yeah, Yeah, this is
3: interesting. We had started
0: started at the beginning of the season. Jordan Addison was one of our our favorite rookie wide receivers that we were talking about. And over the last few weeks, just in this game, we've seen Rasheed Rice start to get more run within this Chiefs offense. So if you're going to pick a rookie wide receiver from this game, understanding that Kirk Cousins might be is he ranked ahead of, or is he uh, have more fantasy points than Patrick Mahomes in the season?
3: I'd be surprised. It's says? close, might so I'd be yeah, surprised. And I, th- I think Cousins might, yeah, because uh, oh, Mahomes hasn't one. been, I think we're going to get into this in a second, but uh, Mahomes is QB8, so I think Cousins is, Cousins ahead, of is probably Cousins ahead of him. Cousins is officially
1: one spot ahead of Patrick Mahomes. So he go. has 1.48 more fantasy points this season than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, we expected yeah. that through four weeks. Honestly, so which one like, of these yeah. wide receivers do you like? Uh, which one of the rookie wide receivers? I will go with Jordan Addison. And here's Mm -hmm. the reason why. Mike will probably make the very compelling case for Rasheed Rice. Well, I
3: I want to be clear here. I have Addison two spots ahead, but I just think it's interesting I think Rice is an ascending player. Yeah,
1: so I think this game, it does profile for a lot of points, right? The Vikings are very, very bad pass defense. And you think that the Chiefs are probably going to have their way scoring points, whether through the air or on the ground, which could lead to the Vikings being in catch-up mode or at least Mm -hmm. like sustain mode. So I think that they'll be throwing the football a lot. Addison is still clearly wide receiver three in Minnesota but wide receiver three in Minnesota is a much more robust role than many many other offenses and the chance for a touchdown is real he nearly had another touchdown last yeah. week would have been his third game with a touchdown this season yeah but only a
3: one target no catches at the end of the day it's yeah, very disappointing but it's funny you said it that way about the uh, you know number three in Minnesota We've we been ranked out of the number one for Kansas City. I know. So, I mean, year yeah, year year. for the best offense, arguably, in the NFL. It's incredible. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, LaJarrius Sneed has emerged as a number one yeah. in Kansas City. He's going to shadow Justin Jefferson in this game, most likely. That opens the door for Addison uh, against Josh Williams on the other side. So uh, like that for him. Uh, but Rishi Rice is interesting because we're trying to figure out if there's going to be any startable receivers from this Kansas City offense. And Rice is inside my top 40. I think he has a shot to be the guy. of the snaps he played in Weeks 1 and 2. Weeks 3 and 4, up to 50%. He's trending the right way. More than doubled his usage and was already sort of productive. Right there in Week 1, he scored a touchdown. He's been making plays. He's the only guy that's sort of establishing himself as a playmaker. 19 targets on the season. That's the most among all Chiefs, not named Travis Kelsey. And a good matchup. Minnesota, most catches and fantasy points allowed to receivers this season. So I'm opening the door a little bit on the, we'll say, startability of a Kansas City receiver, I think it's clearly Rasheed Rice.
1: Yeah, and a good player to add on benches right now.
3: Yes. Yeah, if he's out there, absolutely. I get it. Rostered. Like, yeah. you know,
1: with, uh, with bye weeks underway, it makes things a little bit tighter. Uh, but I still think there is a spot for Rasheed Rice on your roster right now.
3: Yeah, look, when Tyreek Hill was there, and to some extent when Juju Smith-Schuster was there last year, yep. they were startable in fantasy, especially Tyreek, obviously, he was a superstar. If a player emerges and is the best player, they're not just going to rotate him in and out. They're yep. just waiting for someone to do it and it hasn't been MVS and it hasn't been Darius Tony you can't see in the field and Sky Moore hasn't gotten the job done yet so maybe it will be Rasheed Rice if he is clearly their best receiver his target share will be consistent and and there's opportunity for it to be really high yeah if it's in the 20% every week the guy's going to be a, a wide receiver too. So I like him a lot. Skymore rostered in 52% of leagues. Kadarius Toney rostered
0: in 24% of leagues. Well, Rasheed Rice rostered in 16%. That's way that's too, too low. So Go
1: out, way out way there and love. grab yourself some Rasheed Rice. I wanted to uh, interrupt this conversation just to mention that Dan Campbell says that Amon Ra is not practicing again today. Oh, he's,
3: really? He's looking like a long shot for sure.
1: And yeah. he said that, you know, we're not ruling him out yet for Sunday. He's going to work on the side. He said, we would know more after the team's walkthrough on Saturday there are guys, Joey Bosa played without practicing at all. DeAndre Hopkins played without practicing at all this season. But generally speaking, three straight missed practices could mean out on Sunday. Is there a Lions wide receiver? Either of you guys would play if Amon Ra's out? Play? Play. Like confidently in a 10-team league? No. No. And by the way. Could this be, and maybe I, I don't want to, there's no taking a team totally lightly. We learned that last night. Yes, is the answer but to the But don't you're about you think the Lions are saying to themselves, if we can't scrape by against the Panthers without a Monra, are we a really good team? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I like, do think that. So- yeah. If-
3: I, yeah. I was just going to say, to answer your question, I think maybe Josh Reynolds, because yeah, be uh, it's going to be Reynolds and Marvin Jones and Cleef Raymond, I think is Marvin the main Jones three feels like he is just not, I wouldn't use him. I'm just yeah. saying, I think that'll be their main three. And then Jamison will rotate Jameson in maybe 15 rotate. snaps or yeah. something, his first game back. So I think Reynolds is probably your best option in a, maybe in a 12 team, league. 12 team, 16
1: team league. You can definitely yeah. look at a guy DFS like that. Yeah, more to come on that on fantasy football now as well. I'm not trying to defer stuff to the show on Sunday. I want you guys to watch it, of course, but because of the time that we do the show on Friday, there right. still is a lot that yeah. takes place from noon on when we're off the air. All right, let's move ahead and talk about...
0: we got to finish up these Vikings conversation real quick. Are you still starting, Alexander Madison, yes. spite of the fact yeah. that this might be he, negative I, game I, script for him look, because he's getting passing game usage?
3: I feel like the, uh, the outlook on him, popular opinion, is negative. He's been really he's good. Yeah, he's, he's been, been good. Check this out. Third and expected touchdowns of 4.2. Okay. That's awesome. only one touchdown, so he's been unlucky there. Third and in carries inside the five. And it's not just volume. Seventh in yards per carry among yeah. running backs. Yeah. Second after contact. Also, eighth in targets. Why are we talking about him like he's bad then? I don't know. That's what I'm asking <laughs> you. I don't understand. <laughs> are you asking me? I, I feel oh, like geez. the narrative is so negative. He's playing well. Now, he played two-thirds of the snaps last week. One-third went to Cam Akers. That's very similar to what Ty Chandler was doing. So Akers has stepped into that role. Maybe Akers' role increases, and this is a two-man backfield. That could happen. But by all accounts, Madison, after a bit of a slow start in the tough matchup, a couple tough matchups has looked good and his efficiency is terrific. Chiefs pretty good against running back so far, but Madison's involved in the passing game. So if yeah. they're trailing, I think he'll be fine. Uh,
1: look, the tag coming into the season was a low end RB2. I think he's RB he 20 is. in yeah. total points right now. So uh, and as advertised, yeah. Well, yeah, he has been unlucky with the touchdowns, but there are a lot of guys that were drafted ahead of him that have been even inferior. You know, Joe Mixon, Ramondre sure. Stevenson yeah. uh, amongst them.
3: He's a solid RB, two. I just feel yeah. feel fine as my RB. Too, I'll tell you what. He's the
1: unsexy RB, two that we call James Conner in yeah. The preseason. Yeah, there you go. I'll bet that the 4.9 fantasy
0: points against the Philadelphia Eagles is what's done it for fantasy managers being like, I yeah, just expected stings. more out of this. Totally, This is part of that recency bias. What have you done for me lately? So sometimes we start doing this thing that we shouldn't do. And you start projecting a player that isn't as bad as you thought he was. Yeah,
3: and it was Tampa week one, too. And they're, you know, a little bit feisty against running backs, too. So, yeah, I just got off to a little bit of a slow start, but he's running well. He really is doing a good job. All right, let's move ahead and talk about the Ravens and the Steelers. Is there
0: a running back for the Steelers that you would feel confident, trusting in Week Five? Last week, I went with Jalen Warren over yeah. Najee Harris. Are we all there now? Here's Jerome, a better Bettis. question. When
3: are we going to? yeah, there we go. I, I was going to say like, when are we going to stop asking this? When's this not a topic anymore? Because this is every week. And right the answer is always no. Yeah, the answer right right is no It should yeah. be right
1: now. So, uh, mm-hmm. Najee Harris has the decided rush edge, of course. Yep. Jalen Warren has the decided target edge, eighteen to eight. Najee Harris has been saying all the right things this week about how the team just needs to play more physical and just take more responsibility for their performance on the field. But is this Ravens defense, the one that affords you that opportunity? No, even with their injuries, this Ravens defense has been nasty this season. Mm -hmm. It sounds like Kenny Pickett has a real chance of playing on Sunday. I'm not sure if that matters at all for the running game for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but if they've been bad in what seemed like good spot to the first four weeks, how can we expect a big turnaround on Sunday?
3: Yeah, so uh, Najee Harris last week actually had 100 scrimmage yards, over 100 scrimmage yards. Yeah. So you think, all right, good. Back on track, a fantasy starter. 11.3 fantasy points. Yeah, that's exactly. a season high, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So uh, under seven fantasy points, three of four. You mentioned the matchup. Also Jalen Warren, season high, 14 touches last week. Only 55 yards in the game. He's been oh, under really? 13 fantasy points in every game this season. Right now, neither guy is startable. Maybe at some point someone separates himself and this offense plays better right now. I would rather not start either guy. What a man, that's
0: crazy. Right it's now. a mess yeah. right now. I mean, honestly, I don't really want to start very many people from the Steelers in general. Obviously, we saw Pat Fryer no longer gonna be a part he's of our. He's doubtful to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like he's gonna be part of our fantasy lineups. If there is another, I mean, there's not another tight end. I don't want. I love Darnell Washington from the idea of like he's just a big
3: fun. I want to root for the kid, but like not a guy that I'm interested in fantasy right yeah, now. Good
1: luck finding a replacement tight end anywhere this week. Yeah, yeah uh,
3: I, I don't think I would touch the Steelers tight ends. Hayward has a six to one target this season, but Washington has played basically doubled him in snaps and uh, uh, has run more routes as well. So yeah. um, I would go to, I would go to waivers, J- uh, Jake Ferguson, Zach Ertz, Hunter Henry, Ty Con- uh, Tyler Conklin going up, up against Denver. Yep. I think Dalton Kincaid is still on the cusp of joining that tight end one conversation. He's out there in, in some leagues. So, I would go that direction over uh, considering one of these Steelers tight ends.
0: All of those guys that you mentioned, I think are all available in at least 40% of fantasy leagues. So hopefully one of those guys you mentioned, you yeah, exactly. on going to wave a yeah. wire to go out and grab <clears throat> if you need somebody. All right. Daniel dot Mike clay and field Yates here back on fantasy focus. And we're going to wrap up our week five preview with some starts of the week field. Which way are you going to go? I
1: get to go first here. What an honor wow. that is. Josh Dobbs, baby quarterback, Arizona yes. Cardinals. I mentioned earlier he has the fourth most rushing yards amongst all quarterbacks in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, number one. Daniel Jones, number two. Do you have a guess for number three? Oh, number three, we were story. supposed to be thinking about this. Thank you for guys. Thank you guys uh, for paying attention. And putting, I'm going
0: to say. I'm going to say it's Dorian Thompson Robinson in one no game. No way. Nope.
3: Uh, I will say I don't know. I don't. I don't have a good guess here.
1: Patrick I, Mahomes stop oh, no averaging over thirty-five rushing yards per game, which I don't think that's likely to sustain. But can you imagine if wow. Patrick Mahomes gets it going on the on through the air like he normally Wait, does, he and then complements huh? that with five hundred rushing yards this season? Stop. That's, he has been. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I think that's part of it good, probably good. because of uh, you know some protection issues so far. There are two tackles kind of having an underwhelming season, and Mahomes have been. Scr- he's a good oh, scrambler, obviously. Nice as, as Well, um, I'm actually confident that they'll get things going a little bit better offensively along the. Offensive line. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes third, Josh Dobbs fourth, and uh, they, they're throwing the ball pretty effectively as well. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. He's doing a lot of the right things here against a Bengals defense. It is legit, but mm-hmm. I've been saying that about the past, what, two defenses they played in Arizona? Yes, yes. Cowboys, 49ers, <laughs> and he yeah. has gotten the job done. Yes, so, uh, Josh Dobbs, my start of the week. I like it. All right. What about you, Mike Clay? All right. I'm going, to Brees Hall.
3: This is the oh, week. wow. This is the week. For That's a good one. I mean, people are on the fence with him. He hasn't been very good as yeah. of late. Under 10 totally. fantasy points in three straight games. He's averaging 9.3 touches per game this season. The snap gap was better last year for him, but not exactly where we want to be. 26 snaps last week, 17 for Michael Carter, 14 for Dalvin Cook. But of course, first of all, he got reports that maybe he's not limited anymore. That's the yeah. report uh, from, from the Jets. That's sign number one. Good. The other is... Denver defense, like Denver, you, Denver, Denver defense, most yards touchdowns with 11 and yep. fantasy points allowed to running backs this season, 22 or more fantasy points allowed to yep. four running backs already this year, including Khalil Herbert last week. I think this is the week I, hall should be in lineup.
1: Let me ask you, uh, by, by the way, this is a, uh, to your point on people being on the fence here. I had a friend text me yesterday and said, Hey, would you trade Jameer Gibbs for Brees Hall straight up?
3: Ooh. I said,
1: yeah, I would. And yeah. He goes, really? And I said, Yeah. I would like, I would get mm-hmm.
0: Brees Hall. Yeah. I would do that.
1: Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. but to Mike's point that people are still on the fence about Brees Hall. Now they're also on the fence about Jameer Gibbs. I understand that. But in terms of like brand equity, that Brees hall is carrying right now. If there's a conversation surrounding Jameer Gibbs, who's yeah. been not very good so far this season, that tells you just how people are feeling about Brees hall. But yeah. I, maybe the breakout is coming this week.
3: I'm with you. I've seen David Montgomery play and I don't think he's going away. He's It'll not going be away. No. Either he's hurt. And that helps Gibbs or he's on the field and he plays a big role. I don't totally think he's great. going away.
1: Yep. Uh, how about your start of the week, Daniel?
0: I'm going to go with Michael Pittman Jr. this week. Do you hey. remember last week when we had high expectations? I actually and like this pick, yeah. it was really tough. But yeah. here's the thing. Okay. Michael Pittman Jr., the three weeks before this, 11 yeah. targets, 12 targets, 11 mm-hmm. targets from mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson. I'm going to throw last week out. And this is a situation against who? the Tennessee Titans. They have given up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers. This is a Mike Clay fix me game. If there ever was one for Michael Pittman. So I love him as my start of the week. this Yeah.
3: Titans. We talk about their defense all the time. Just so good against the run and they're actually good against the pass, but you have to throw against them so much. There's so much extra volume and that's why receivers and quarterbacks do so well against him. So uh, yeah, I'm with you. He's been, he's been pretty good. I still have some concerns about volume in this game, in this offense going forward, but the way they're manufacturing touches for him with a huge target share is enough for him to be a, a solid starter.
0: This is what I wish every team would do. And I realize that this is tough, but like Anthony Richardson is not throwing the ball a ton, yeah. right? Not a ton of attempts, but as a part of that, he is forcing the ball. Not maybe not forcing. He is finding what feels like the best weapon in his receiving core. I wish more teams would do this. I wish that Justin Fields. <laughs> Who are you I hope directing he, this at? I hope Justin Fields does this the rest of the season with DJ Moore. The answer Just throw is. throw him the, the commanders. ball 12 times. Yeah, commanders. Yeah. The commanders. Yeah. Terry McLaurin. Do same it. thing. Yes. yes. Do yes. It and, Dan Dotson. Yeah. yeah. Get them yeah. the ball. Or Drake yeah.
3: London. I don't know. There's a lot of guys oh, that those I wish would be, that be good could be as like well. Somewhere. Maybe so. that Kyle Pitts guy. Do you remember him? Remember nope. him from back in the day? We're done Kyle talking about Kyle Pitts. Yes.
1: That's it. Congratulations on a nice run. So it
3: was a, was it a nice, a nice Combine rookie season. It and I see, yeah. Yeah. Good rookie season. Good in, Bombay, good in college yeah. drafted early. Such hey guys, shame. do me a yeah. favor,
0: go and check out the score report. Like I said, it'll be on the NFL and ESPN YouTube page. Yeah. It is fantastic.
3: I hope it's, it's fantastic. Hilarious. I just, you guys yeah. have fun with it. We
0: always have fun being able to do it. So go check that out. That's going to do it for us today. Go check out FF now.
1: This Sunday week, morning, we start Sunday ESPN morning. two, then move over to ESPN News for the last half. That's mm-hmm.
0: right. We love you guys. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. We cannot wait to see you on Sunday morning. I can't believe Good you betrayed my five.
3: trust,
1: Mike. See ya.
3: You know what? I am not care about sorry wins. at all. Like you I'm do not literally care at all. not sorry. Yeah, about this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: if you need a stick of tide, Field is your guy. If you're in Bristol or in Farmington You should find another ride
3: Candidly, he hates Mike Clay And you know that it's a fact Every yater's gonna yate
1: Cause he's on TV every day A spicy tomato who's got the stats And tweets that'll make you laugh He's our favorite ho and everybody knows his name. He's filled yay.